candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes Then I drift away the fifth <laughs> good times i guess i should yeah. tell everyone who may have although any person who actually listens to this knows exactly what they're getting in for but uh welcome back to fall of delta green 1963 it's possible in the dim past you were aware that this game was taking place because when i was doing the session last session upload i looked at the recording date and i'm like september 22nd it's been that long since we played it has been that long since we played uh as we're at the very end of february uh but we have all of our agents back follow delta green delta green our campaign set in vietnam in 1963 we have all of our agents with us this evening so as is my Tradition and by the bylaws of the Cabal Recording Syndicate, uh, everyone will have a chance to introduce themselves, tell us a little bit about their agents that they're playing, and tell us what they're drinking this evening. And tonight we will start with Mark. Okay, <clears throat> I am playing Lieutenant Greg Lamont, a naval intelligence officer in uh, Station Saigon, to ostensibly. Uh, Keep an eye on North Vietnamese shipping military materials uh, into the, you know, into the southern region here. Um, I am drinking coffee. Good man. Yeah. Uh, Lord Jesse? I am playing Jack Cooper, a uh, expat and Korean War veteran who um, married a Vietnamese woman. Um, and moved to Vietnam after after his tour was done, and um, he does you know this and that um, around Saigon, and uh, kind of got roped into helping out Delta Green since they had um, helped him uh, a time before. Okay, it's good uh, to hear your voice, Jesse. Oops. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, and beverage, if any? Diet Coke. Good man. All out of Coke Zero. <laughs> the best Coke ever. Right? It is pretty darn good, isn't it? You know what's also Sorry. good? Pepsi Zero. Or Pepsi, yeah, I think it's Pepsi or No Sugar Pepsi, whatever they call it. Pepsi Max? No, no. It's, uh, I think it's Pepsi Zero. Um, 
Anywho, um, I'm playing Willie Kane. Willie is a, uh, well, I might as well say it now. We're so far in. He's a uh, case officer for the CIA uh, based in Vietnam. And uh, yeah, he's uh, getting into this Delta Green stuff and uh, digging around and getting kind of spooked out from time to time and, and punching suckers in parking lots. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, one, one punching suckers. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, once, you know, what happened once, I'll, but I'll tell it as if it happened a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm on ice water tonight. Nice. All right, Jason. That's me. Are you going to keep us straight or are you going to drag us all <laughs> down right into the muck? Yep. I've got a rep reputation. To That's maintain. right. <laughs> uh, I'm playing Lin Sung, a uh, uh, young Vietnamese woman, uh, translator by day, intelligence officer, and inter interrogator by night, working for the Central Intelligence Office of the Republic of Vietnam. Um, and I am drinking tequila because it's Monday. Nice. Good man. And I Good am Sexy Rexy, uh, managing partner of Sexy Rexy Productions. I'll be the handler this evening. Uh, and I am drinking water in honor of all my straight edge uh, players. So, and possibly because I have to work tomorrow. It could also be the reason I'm drinking water. Uh, so anyways, um, uh, no shame in whatever answer is given, but I did recently post the audio of the last session. Did anyone have a chance to listen? Uh, I'm going to do a recap anyways, but I just am trying to figure out how extensive a recap I should do. Yeah, I did not. Okay. I read the bullet points. Yeah, okay. I read the, read the yeah. summary. Bullets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, go ahead, Ty. This is where you tell us that you listened to the whole thing twice and took copious notes. Yeah, I did not. Okay, excellent. <laughs> Good time. So... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, our last session, um, the players had gone to the province, well, session before the players had gone to the province where Black Virgin Mountain is located, pursuing some leads uh, and some connections of the Cow Dai movement to the shenanigans that were taking place in Saigon. They were also following up on uh, investigating something called the Jin, which is a, um, a, a in folklore, it's meant to describe the various spirits that are associated with everything in life. Land, water, trees, mountains, this, that, and the other. Um, but uh, the characters had deduced that the Jin, that there may be more to the Jin than that, that there may actually be an, an unnatural aspect to it, and that there were a lot of clues pointing to um, Black Virgin Mountain in that area. Uh, in the last session started, they had arrived at the Bodden Pagoda that's on um, 
Black Virgin Mountain. Black Virgin is the anglicized or English interpretation of Baden Mountain. And uh, the pagoda is named after that as well. But Baden is actually the name of the Black Virgin or the Virgin who uh, in folklore had a true love and she was you know, wanted to marry the true love, but the corrupt prefect of the region, you know, claimed her as his bride. Uh, the love of her life was sent off to die, you know, fighting, and he was going to claim her as his wife. And so she ended up taking her own life because uh, if she could not have the one she loved, then she had no reason to live. And uh, over time, you know, various legends have come about. Uh, she's in the West, she would be considered to be a saint. Um, so some people go there thinking that they're going to get some type of benefit. The pagoda is uh, one of the nicer pagodas and one of the more well-known pagodas in Vietnam. So the players started the session there. Uh, in short order, they realized that there was a painting or a depiction of the scene where uh, Baden is being, you know, given or or made aware that she's going to have to marry the prefect. Her her love is departing, uh, and everyone realizes that the character, the picture of Baden in that painting, looks pretty much exact, exactly like Lin Song. There's some tension amongst the monks at the pagoda because of this. Uh, there's a somewhat angry confrontation between Lynn and the abbot uh, over this and what it means. Um, the team ended up, everyone but Lynn Sang decided, or Lynn Song, excuse me, uh, decided that they were gonna go investigate the entrance to a cave uh, that Delta Green had previously basically destroyed because Delta Green was concerned about the Jin that were inside the mountain. In fact, uh, Willie's uh, co-worker, Lucas Johansson, uh, who works in the Saigon Embassy, actually was the leader of that Delta Green operation, one of the few survivors of that Delta Green operation, and um, ended up paralyzed as a result of that, ended his, his active field work for Delta Green. Uh, so they went out, they found that the entrance to the cave is still blasted, doesn't look like anybody's tried to make their way in. It, they couldn't really find anything of interest. And then they realized that somebody was approaching, they hid and uh, lo and behold, who shows up? Elaine Blanchett, who was the reporter who went missing whose disappearance initially provoked the whole Delta Green operation. The operation originally was intended to find him, find out why he disappeared. Delta Green knew that he was investigating something about the unnatural. Uh, Blanchett revealed to the team that the Buddhists were not being entirely honest with them, that there was something with the mountain that was going on, that there was another way to get to where the Zhen were, and that he would take them. Uh, 
uh, as long as they promised when they were done to take him off the mountain with them. While that was going on, Lynn uh, ended up interacting with the number two uh, monk at the pagoda who had clearly been in dispute with the abbot about what to say about Lynn's striking resemblance to Baden. Uh, so they had a discussion, and during the course of the discussion, he revealed that there is a prophecy, legend, a belief that Baden would return one day, and uh, in a time of need, uh, and that in anticipation of that, the monks actually had kept possession of a, a robe. Uh, that was prepared for her and, and res reserved for her return and that he provided it to her. Uh, I think I described it as a red robe with this very finely woven, um, I'm trying to figure out the right way to describe it. it it's almost like a thread, but it's the material is somewhat strange, very fine green intricate work uh, on the robe. Uh, team decided that they wanted to wait tonight to go because they were um, concerned about interacting with the cow die. Uh, so they wait for that. We've lost Mark. <laughs> so he didn't oh, say. I got him. So, uh, could be the cow that I got him. I'm going to keep recapping because uh, this is much for any listeners' benefits. Now he's saying internet issue. Whoa. I'm not sure I should repeat what he just said. So, <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, uh, good thing the cam's off. Uh, so, Jack Cooper decided that before he was going to go on this probably very dangerous escapade, escapade that he should go pray. So he, he goes to pray, and one of the monks suggests there might be a better place for him to pray, he takes him to this different location. And when he's done praying, he realizes there's an ancient spear on the wall that looks a lot like the spear that was uh, in this depiction. It was, looked like the spear that Baden's love was carrying uh, as he was in, in the scene, he's departing uh, from the scene. And so Jack Cooper wisely decided, I should probably take this. So he's got the spear. He noticed that the spearhead was, did not appear to be steel. It appeared to be some type of very rough raw ore um, that he wasn't familiar with. And what was most noticeable was that when you touched the spearhead, it was warm for no obvious reason. And so everybody waits for night. Everybody makes their way. Um, Blanchette, in fact, leads them to an entrance that it would be very difficult to find if you didn't know where it was. They enter a cave. 
they almost run into a Kaudai patrol along the way. Uh, they enter a cave. The first part of the cave they enter, um, you know, they arrive at kind of a more open area and they realize that there's a coffin or casket in there. They go and examine the casket's open. There's no body in it. Um, and then Blanchette says, that's not, that's not the interesting thing. This is interesting. Takes them further back. And the quote-unquote back wall of that chamber has been broken open or blasted open. It wasn't clear to the, to the party how. And Blanchette let everyone in. They start looking around. They notice that in the various places in the wall, there are these faintly glowing green mineral-looking things. Uh, mineral, mineral things? Yeah, so yeah, I, think like Mark, I, I think Mark took nine points of damage, didn't he? So. What happened? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were we were still recapping, possibly foreshadowing. So okay, uh, yes, uh, yes. So kind of like a, a mineral deposit, for the lack of a better term. Y'all haven't had a chance to look at that closely yet because I basically got you in the room and faded to the black, faded to black. But as y'all get in the room, it's it's really dark. This whatever light there is, mostly is coming from the the dull glow of um, these green minerals. But as you play your flashlights around the room, pretty quickly you all realize that at one edge of the room, chamber, whatever you want to call it, there's a chair propped against the wall and in the chair appears to be a corpse. And right about the time that all of you recognize that, each of you hears Although, again, you're not entirely sure if your ears are hearing this or if there's a voice inside your head. But all of you hear the same thing in Vietnamese. That is basically, uh, I am General Tay. I'm so pleased you could join me. For the benefit of our listeners and possibly our players, General Tay was the commander of the Kaudai militia that came to the aid of the DM regime in the 1955 Battle of Saigon uh, with the, uh, to a great extent, based on the intervention of a CIA officer, Ed Lansdale, and his uh, right-hand man, uh, Lucien Conan, uh, who this team actually has encountered at least at one point in time along the way, uh, and they know him to be a known CIA asset, asset as well. So they got those two recruited Tay, some people say bribed Tay, to enter on the side of um, the DM regime against the Ho Hao. Uh, militia and the Benjian organized crime private military. Tay was 
largely responsible for them winning that battle. And tragically, Kay died uh, shot in the head, by, allegedly by a sniper uh, at the very end of the battle, after the battle was won. Although the team suspects, based on what they've learned, that in fact, um, Tay was killed by uh, an affiliate of uh, Big Min, a general in the Vietnamese army. He's still a, a player, um, but now he looks like he might be lined up with the anti-DM forces. Uh, so I guess my first question would be, do the players want any additional refresher or reminder about Tay? Um, or any other questions before we start that role-playing thing? Yeah, you mentioned the voices in the head, mm -hmm. hearing his voice in our head. Is his, the, in the body in the chair, though, is the body, does the body appear to be alive? Or is it a, did it appear to be a corpse with no movement? Your first reaction is that's a corpse sitting in the chair. Okay. Um, but, you know, again, this is like you came in, you're shining your flashlights around, somebody's flashlight hit, you know, the body and enough of you could kind of see it that all, all of you instinctively turned your flashlights on it. Um, so all of you are basically looking at this body and right as you do that, you hear it. So, you know, no one's really had a chance to approach the body or do anything else. Um, kind of that's where we faded to black. So before we bring the camera back up, I wanted to give you all a chance to ask questions, get clarifications, have your memories refreshed. Yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty thorough. Yeah, I don't think I have any. Lin Song okay. is is with us, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wearing the the dress. <clears throat> you know, I'm not entirely sure. I think she had it in like a bag. I don't think she was yeah. wearing it. Yeah. I I I didn't catch her at any point firmly saying, "I'm going to put that on." Uh, she definitely took it, and and I thought she had it in a bag as well. So, yeah. uh, okay. Uh, so I told you when we faded to black long, long ago that the first thing you should expect to do would be make a stability test. So, in fact, all of you can go to uh, the black book and all of you can make stability tests. Um, some of you... Oof. Okay, Jackson rolls it clean and gets a four. Okay. I might not say I got one point out of nine. Let's see. I'm gonna spend one point. Okay. Uh oh. So let's go back. You spent one from I spent, school. 
Yeah. So this is always the hang up with the black book about the. Uh, oh, it's the the dice, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so let me let me refresh that one point. point. Yep. Okay. The dice need to be red before I do this. Right? Okay. Okay. Boom! Look at you, stable mofos. So, <laughs> almost all of you are stable. Uh, so, Willie, let's see where Willie is at. Because Willie did not make his roll. Uh, I did not. So take a minus three to your stability, and it's been so long, I can't necessarily tell you exactly how you tr whether it's going to actually let you track negative in the black book or whether I'm just going to have to remember that you're at a minus three. Um, let's see. What happens if I... I mean, it's listed as minus three as now. Uh, let me go back out. Because uh, I was clicking in just to see. So on my little thing that I get to see that... Uh, just shows you at zero of eight. Uh, doesn't show me. But, but you're seeing it as minus three? It's, yeah, mine, and it says minus three of eight. Okay. All right. Nice. Well, as long as you keep track of that, that's probably good. So as a refresher, that means Willie is shaken. And since it's been forever since we played, I'll remind you of what that actually means. And went through the book today, tabbing things that I thought might be important. I thought, you know, this probably is important. So if your stability range is from zero to minus five, you are shaken. You can still do your job, but you seem distracted. You can't spend points from the, uh, the pools of your investigative abilities. Difficulty numbers for all general ability tests increase stability increased by plus one. If you already have a mental disorder, you must make a stability test at difficulty four. I don't think you have a mental disorder yet, do you? I don't believe I do. And if an unnatural shock rendered you shaken, you lose one sanity rating point. Newsflash, this is an unnatural shock that you have done. So you actually lose another sanity. So it puts you down to four of six. Really don't need to worry, be worried about it until you go to zero. So, um, but so Willie, do you want to kind of describe, you know, you, you step in and you see this body and suddenly you have this voice um, talking to you inside your head. Uh, any insight as to why that just kind of pushed you over the edge here for a moment? Uh, you know, as as my, my friend Lucas Johansson was kind of giving me the insight into into uh, his experience with Delta Green. Uh, he told me a, a similar story of hearing voices in his head, but I didn't think Ooh. it was. What I'm struck by is that it. I didn't think it was going to be this bad. Okay, all right. Um, 
And do you think if anyone were able to closely observe you, like what, what do you think they might see that would cue them that you were uh, not quite all there now, that you were, that you were shaken? Uh, I'm, I stumble backwards a bit and I'm, I'm looking in all directions as if the, the voices, the voice was coming from all over. Okay. Excellent. So the, the other three of you have, have all heard this voice. Um, you know, what, wh what do you do? What do you, what's your reaction I mean, again, your part of your brain feels like you're being spoken to. It's just you're not sure that you actually heard versus somehow this is in your mind. I'm going to stab the corpse with the spear. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're going to attempt to stab the corpse with the spear. Yes. Okay. So are you saying anything as you start doing this? No. Like, it's just like a, a reaction, just like weird voice in my head. It's got to be coming from this thing. I'm going to stab it. Well, we're going to have a lot of time to talk about the next game. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what's Lin, uh, Lin San doing? Lin San? Uh, probably just watching. Okay. That, that, that was unexpected. Yeah, Greg Lamont? All, all, all yeah. of us, I guess. Well, I would have drawn my sidearm and... Uh, I guess the voice that I heard, I would have assumed it was uh, somebody else in the room here with us. I'm looking around. Okay. Um, but then I'm probably just, you know, I see uh, Jack go after the, the corpse. So I think that draws my attention. Right. Um, so, uh, and you said you drew your sidearm? Or you. Then my. my or, um, oh, did we come in with the. Refresh my memory. Do we come in with like proper weapons or? Um... Well, you certainly went and got your M14 uh, battle rifle from the okay. vehicle. So I don't well, recall I anybody instead, else. Like, yeah, instead that would come up know. and, uh, you know, like uh, to a firing position, you know? Okay. Uh, oriented on this corpse in the chair or oriented on something else? Uh, yeah, I guess the corpse in the chair initially, um, but I'm. Hmm. No, because I, I heard the voice, so I bring it up, but I, I, I'm still looking for where that would have come from. So I didn't, you know, okay. necessarily at the corpse yet. It's it's really dark in this room, by the way. Okay. So, um, so all right. Uh, uh, Jack Cooper, do me a favor. Oh, Jack, you're out of sense trouble. Um, that's an unfortunate time to be pool empty. So, <laughs> so describe how Jack Cooper's intending to do this. Is this is this the bayonet charge? What does this look like? No, this is like like uh, Vietnamese martial arts, like sort of. It looks like the the spear flows out of his body, and he's you know holding the very end fully extended, um, you know, piercing the corpse's chest. Okay, if, or that's the intention. 
Right. So um, you're about halfway to the body. Everybody's very impressed with this. When suddenly you feel that you, you feel like you've been hit from uh, somewhere between directly on from the side and sort of from the back. So someone from your flank quarter, does that sound sense? Yeah. Your left flank quarter um, hits you and just drives you off your feet, sends you sprawling, the spear flies out of your hand, um, and you hear Alain Blanchett screaming, No! You can't do this! No! And he's he, like grabs you and, and you guys have gone tumbling to the ground. So, and then you hear the voice in your head again. Now, now, this is not the welcome I expected. Do you not wish to know why I've asked you here? And uh, as you hit the ground, um, Jack, you're kind of surprised at how strong Alain Blanchett appears to be. Like he's really got a grip on you, and you're a little bit stunned and surprised as well. But um, uh, anyone going to try to respond to Tay, or do anything else? Uh, yeah. So, where are you? I'm here with you. Where do you think you are? Don't rightly know anymore. <laughs> Fair answer. <laughs> Lynn? Any response? No. Interesting. Uh, so, I'm, like, can he hear, like, do I have to speak out loud for him to hear me, or can I just think these things and he... Because you said the voices, his voice mm -hmm. is, just is in our head, right? It's, yeah. it's not like... Okay, so it's not actually being spoken, the sounds in the room. Um, um, you know, if you were from a more modern time and you, uh, it, like, you lived in a world where there were recording devices all over the place, this, that, and the other, you would really mm -hmm. be curious if someone was recording this, whether they would hear people talking or not. Like, you're responding, okay. but you're not even entirely sure whether you're actually speaking or if you're just forming words in your brain. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Yeah, trippy. What? Mm. Trippy? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Willie, you're kind of staggering. You're kind of looking around. Um, you see, you know, Jack Cooper, you know, suddenly start to charge with the spear. And then, you know, again, it's kind of, it's really dark. But you, you can definitely hear Blanchett's voice, and you see, you know, like the mass of them kind of tumble to the ground. What are you doing? I'm sorry. Both Blanchett and um, Cooper um, tumble to the ground? Yeah. The, the best way to describe it is it, it seems like Blanchett tackled, tackled. Okay. Jack Cooper. As he was yeah. charging to, uh, yeah, I, I jump in the fray. I try to break him up. Okay, 
Um, so uh, as you run up uh, to where they are, you, you see that uh, Jack Cooper's on the ground, Blanchett's kind of on top of them, you know, the kind of the classic bear hug, like really just, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's gripping him and he's kind of holding him on the ground. So how are you going to try to, to do that, Willie? Uh, I try to pry uh, Blanchett's arms apart. Okay. Um, try to wave Willie off. I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. Something else is going on here. Yeah, does Willie really, does really pick up on that? <laughs> so let me ask you this, Jack Cooper, sir. Are you, are you physically resisting Blanchett now? No. I I like I started to, but then when I realized how perhaps unnaturally strong he was, <laughs> I I stopped because he's just trying to hold me. And if I'm not resisting, then I'm not wasting energy. Okay. Um, almost like your martial arts training has has benefited you. So, um, so Willie, do you get that cue from? From Jack Cooper, you, uh, you process does, that? It look, does it look like Blanchett is injuring Cooper? No, no, he's no. got him. He's okay. got him holding on the ground. Uh, Blanchett seems to kind of be almost trembling, um, and, and you hear him talking. And and this you can definitely tell is talking. This you don't perceive as, um, uh. Like Blanchett's voice is not in your mind. You you don't have any doubt that what Blanchett's saying, you're hearing the way you would hear anything else a person would right. normally say. So he can understand him. Well, you know, so that was that was going to be my next point. Um, that you're not entirely sure who he's talking to at this point. It doesn't seem like he's talking to uh, Cooper. Um, He's like, yes, yes, the promise. I, f- <laughs> I fulfilled. I fulfilled my promise. You must fulfill yours. What are you doing? Uh, kind of picking up on the cue from Cooper and the strangeness of Blanchett's uh, actions. I kind of, I take a, a couple steps back. Okay. Have a, uh, in, uh, I'm very uncertain what's going on. All right. Uh, Lynn, what are you doing? Have we lost? Oh, there we go. I'm here. Okay. Uh, I am a little weirded out. We're saving this guy. Um, and yeah, maybe he brought deal? us in to train. Um, yeah, Lynn's not entering the fray um she's gonna try to just kind of stay out and keep an eye on on things kind of back Uh, against the wall yeah so it's interesting when you you back against the wall the wall appears like really damp almost almost as if water was running down the wall um is it cold it's very it's very cold and now it almost seems like it is coalescing 
into like a low fog. Greg Lamont. Okay. okay, so the 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 room like the the walls were wet and that it's getting and it's like coalescing up uh, into fog like near our feet. Yeah, I guess if we were do we had a good special effects budget, you would yeah. you would you would see the walls. You know, if you played the flashlight on the wall, you would yeah. see it glistening uh -huh. and almost. I don't I don't want it to be the vision to be like running water, like you know, yeah, a, a, you know some water's leaking in or something like that. Maybe yeah. it's coming out of the rock mm -hmm. and then it's like just dribbling Oops. down and then in the ground you see like a fog forming, almost like maybe the moisture from the wall is feeding this fog. Um, and the fog's kind of moving towards sort of the center of, of this space. Uh, okay. Daughter, why will you not respond to me? Lynn, you hear that in your head. We're just here to save the journalists. <laughs> Daughter, you have a much higher calling than saving these outsiders. I'm not your daughter. You're our daughter, the daughter of the land, the daughter of the people. How could you have fallen so far to provide your services for those dogs, those dogs in Saigon? The ones you helped put in place? The ones who betrayed me. The ones who murdered me. The ones who have oppressed my brothers and the cow die. They must pay. You could help us. Think. I'm not sure the cow die are what this country needs. This country needs a cleansing. Country needs DMs gone. You stop that. You thwart that. You think they can reward you, but look. I was eight years dead, and now look. Look what I can offer. Imagine what you could do. I will note Lynn's uh, motivation is patriotism, Sam. Oh yeah, she yeah she wants a free Vietnam, and she responds. Um, 
this is just one more master for Vietnam to kneel to. Are you singing out loud, Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, but we don't hear the voice, so... Right. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what the rest of you hear, this is where I'm really going to push y'all as players. Um, what Jack Cooper and Willie Kane and Greg Lamont hear in their voice now is... Mm -hmm. Um, your trust in her has been misplaced. She does not serve the same agenda that you serve. I'm going to look askance at him. Are you going to stand with her? Yeah, we're all part of a team. Yes, for now we are a team and we stand together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jack, um, Blanchette now is like he's he's still on you. He's still kind of got you in the hold. He knows you're not resisting. So he's not like squeezing or anything, but you just still feel his body trembling. Um, and uh, he's, he's now like down almost face to face with you. And he's, now he's pleading with you, please, please, please. I'm so close. I've worked so hard. Please help Tay. Help Tay. Help Tay do what? She, she needs to accept. She needs to agree. He's just one step away. And then everything I've done will be worth it. Please. And he's like, he's like, you can tell he's sobbing now. He is just like emotionally, um, completely broken. Um, it's not anger and, it, and it's not coming across as like crazy guy. It's like just the deepest, most, um, uh, you know, miserable pleading because of, you know, if you get what you want, it's going to address all the pain you have. That fog's getting a little bit thicker, and it's uh, kind of drifting into the area where Blanchette and uh, Jack are down on the ground. Hmm. Does it smell like anything? Good question. You know what? That is a good question. Um, it's uh, has kind of a fetid smell, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like kind of, you know, like a swampy... Swampy kind of rottenish? Or... Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Do we have any sense that the fog is coming from Tay, or is it perhaps like something else? It doesn't. It, 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 you don't see any relation. It's not coming out of the corpse. Um, it's 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 really all of the walls seem to be glistening now with this moisture, and it keeps seems to be going to the ground. And then as it gets closer to the ground, it kind of turns into fog. And then again, it's almost like there's a vacuum, like you know pulling the fog towards the area where Blanchett's on the ground with you. So, um, Jack's going to shake Blanchett gently and say, what are we here to do? He just needs one more piece and then it'll be complete. She can help him get the piece. I know it. And then my misery will be done. Please, please convince her. He wishes no harm to any of you. His vendettas with the DMs. Want to die for them, do you? Hey, hey, Lynn, are you up for being a a non-imperial puppet? Uh, Willie I'm... Kane, give me a notice roll. Notice roll. Mm-hmm. All right. You can spend if you want. I see you got uh, two points. Don't necessarily spend both unless you really, really want to. Oh, I really both. wanted to. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Should have been a roll. Should have been a roll. Now, the red yeah. dice are highlighted. <laughs> What did I do wrong? Oh, that's a good question. So, uh, let me get those points back. What no. do I do? Spend. It's a spend. No, yeah, it's not a spend. It's a well. It's. A, I mean, it's what's it's what's coming up when I click on it. Um, right. I think you want to click the die roll first, and then doesn't it give you an option to add? Does not. Did you? Uh, so the red, the dice play? are red and kind of highlighted. Mm-hmm. And there's and a green, I, green light next to that. There is, yeah. Okay. And then if I click notice, it says notice spend. Then you choose whether to spend one or two. Uh, that's what I did before, though, and I get that. Oh, now I just went off. Yeah, no, something. Rex is re- redoing it. Oh, yeah. he's, okay. All right, so you do it now. I was just playing around. How do I get? Oh, uh, buh, 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 buh. How do I get? Yeah, you, Rex, you kicked us all out of the game. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, that's weird. There How we go. Okay, there we go. All right, so now I'm back in. Um, 
Now, of course, everything's a different order. Here we go, spells back. I've got red dice. I don't know, is there something special about technical skills? Uh, like if I click on health, I can, I can. Well, hold on, what do you, for notice, you have, how many points? Two points. Mm-hmm. So that's just a spend, two. right? Yep. So that's not a roll. Oh, you know what? There you go. It's an investigative. That's where this stuff hangs up. Um, so, so there's a one point spend for you, uh, uh, Willie. If you want right. it, I spend a point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Willie, probably because maybe you were just a little freaked out and you were like kind of looking around trying to get your bearings. Um, you realize that while all this weirdness is going on, um, you have made out the the faint sound of gunfire and explosions coming from in the all you can really tell at this point is it's coming up the way you came. So it doesn't sound like it's inside the cave complex proper. Um, but there appears to be some type of battle taking place outside uh, the entrance to the cave. Do I hear that as well? Uh, sure. Okay, so I, I hear the battle is, uh, too. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Guys, listen to that. I, it, in, in my mind, the two of y'all are probably closer to the entrance. Um, and obviously, Jack's on the ground with a guy who's having a complete emotional breakdown beseeching mm-hmm. him. And Lynn's just super calm, cool, and collected. Uh, and I assume focused on... Uh, oh, 100%. Say at this point. So. Yep. Uh, okay, well, I, I'm just going to put my kind of like step back a little bit towards the cave entrance and see if, you know, look around the around the wall and see if the, you know, what's going on out there. So again, just to, to make sure everyone's situational awareness is... Uh, that same place. You're currently in. I'm going to call it the inner chamber. Um, yeah, okay. With the weird. Okay, so I wouldn't be able to see out that far out then. No, no. So what you would be able to see is the quote unquote outer chamber, which originally had Tay's coffin. Y- y'all have deduced that mm. that was Tay's coffin, and somehow his body was moved from his coffin into uh, into the space and put in his chair, um, and. And then you, with your flashlight, you can see the uh, entryway to that outer chamber, the way you came in. But mm-hmm. you can hear the sounds. You know, again, you know, automatic weapons fire, occasional explosion. You're assuming it's probably grenade. Um, so there's some kind of fight going on outside the the mouth of that cave. Okay. So I look at uh, Willie. You know, give him the. You'll get flash of like a facial expression says, what do, you, what do you think that is? You know? His eyes get big. 
That does not uh, comfort uh, Greg. Okay. Let's see. Uh, so, Lynn, the conversation's continuing in your head. Do you think that you're going to do better for our land by associating with these outsiders? Uh, Lynn says, I work against them from within. What offer do you have, Maqui? Which Ooh. means demon in Vietnamese. <laughs> and in fact, uh, uh, Tay is on the same page as your handler because he also uh, chuckles uh, when you call him a demon. Uh, such an accomplished liar. I see now why they value you. But when the liar cannot even tell what is the truth and what are her lies, what use is she to herself or to her country? What use are you to our country sitting in this cave on that chair in a mountain no one thinks about? I may not be here forever. What use I am is the use of justice, justice for the Vietnamese people, death to the betrayers, death to those that take their pay and take their orders from people outside here. Don't you see, Baden, that this is the DMs are no more than the prefects that drove you to take your life. Your love is this country. Listen to your love. Help me. Help me unleash the power that will cleanse the DMs, cleanse the French, cleanse the Americans, cleanse the Chinese from our country, from our land. His voice is, or his mouth is not moving, right? No. It's like a desiccated corpse in the chair. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, again, it's dark. You've got your flashlights. Um, you know, again, you've got that green glow from these mineral deposits in the wall. Queen reaches out her hand to the corpse and says, rise, come show me what you can do. Wow. How close are you getting? Uh, within, yeah. So like to hold his hand. So yeah, I'm 18 inches from the throne chair. Okay. Are you touching his hand? I'm reaching out. So like if, okay. you know, he's, he's sitting down, I'm, reaching to like grab his hand and help him up and what are you doing okay no reaction at this point she spits 
on the corpse? No, on the ground. Okay. All right. Corpse fiend. Nothing but words. Okay. What's everybody else doing? Um, um, is it... it oh, go ahead. Well, I'm trying to get Blanchett to, to let go of me. I'm telling him, okay, I'll, I'm not going to attack the corpse. I'm, I, I just want the spear in case anything else goes sideways. No, 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 I don't trust you. I don't trust you. That spear is bad. Willie? Where's the spear right now? <laughs> Can't see it. Like it fell it fell into the darkness. It is somewhere on the ground in this chamber. You didn't see it fly out the door. Um yeah. but, but again, the you know, probably the again, I wish I did have the camera on as you as I use my hands to gesture about how high the fog is and realize I can't, <laughs> wow, I can't see my that hands. is some high fog. Exactly. So, uh, so this fog is probably, you know, the first three or four inches on the ground. It's not like the super thick Hollywood, you know, smoke machine, you know, fog machine effect fog. Um, but it does make it difficult to really clearly see the ground. And again, the only light that you have um, in here is what your flashlights illuminate. And then the, again, the kind of the green glow of the minerals. Although they do seem to be glowing a little bit brighter uh, since when you first came in. So it's, that's making it a little bit easier to see. All right, I start. Uh, I'm gonna start looking for this spear. I'll be okay. kicking around in the fog with my feet, and maybe occasionally I put my hand down there and feel around. Okay. Um, and are you starting over in the area where uh, Blanchett and uh, Cooper went down? Yeah, I mean wherever. Yeah, you know, if I saw Cooper make his charge. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you're still shaken, so all of this stuff is uh, you know, a little bit harder for you than normal. Uh, Greg, what are you doing? You've seen Lynn walk over and... and um, Lynn, are you saying this stuff out loud or are you just... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I, you're, I, you're in I, I can't tell any difference. Okay. All right. So you see Lynn, you know, say, arise and, and walk towards... Uh, this corpse in the chair. What are you doing, Greg Lamont? Greg's still with us? Is anyone still with us? Yep, he's still on the channel. Uh, yeah. Okay. Are you muted, Greg? All right, is it back now? Yep. Yeah, now you're back. Yeah. Okay. So you see, you see Lynn yeah. walking over. Right. Um, 
so yeah, I'll just repeat what I said in case I didn't um it didn't come through. But uh so with the, with everything happening outside, all the noises of the like the 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 fighting out there, and then I see this, I think his attention, he's like looking in two places at once. But um as Lynn goes over, I, I, he trains his rifle over and just kind of I'm gonna say covers her, but um I guess covers her. Yeah, just kind of making sure that she's safe from this guy, you know. Okay. Um, and other than, so you're just walking over. Yeah. Well, from where I can, I, can I do that from where I stay? Is it, is it light enough in there? Is the fog too, too much of an, uh, like an obstruction? Oh, no, you can, again, the fog is very low to the ground. Okay. Um, and you know, I did, again, how well you see depends on where you've got your flashlight trained. So, um, let me. Just look at one thing real quick. You know, they claimed at some point that they were going to put a dice roller in the black book, but I don't see any way for me to roll dice directly there. I can roll in Discord if I remember what the dice command is. Not, and maybe I don't have the right... Let's see. Oh, there we go. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Ah, all right, there's, let me just, I want to test something out real quick. So don't read anything at all mm -hmm. into this, uh, what I'm about to do. 3d20 damage. Okay. And I just know how the die roller works now. So, um, so... Uh, Willie, you are uh, kind of, I assume you're kind of hunched over and like with your hands down, like kind of feeling your way around the floor trying to find the spear. Yeah, yeah. at times I'm doing that and at other times I'm like, I'm like kicking my foot okay. into the fog, like trying to see if I can hit something that. Right. So you're uh, about five feet away from where uh, Blanchette's still laying on top of um, Jack Cooper. And you feel uh, something grab your ankle. What do you do? Uh, grabbing my ankle, like, threateningly, lovingly? Like grabbing and pulling. Hmm. Like a hand? Yes, it feels like a hand. Uh, I I look down. Do I see any of it? You do see a hand. I pull my leg away. Do I see the hand attached to anything? It's, it's attached to an arm. <laughs> do I see the arm attached to anything? You do see the arm attached to something. What is this arm? Who's, whose arm is this? I, I well, this is the weird thing. It's attached to Aline Blanchett. Yeah, that makes no sense. We agreed because you can see Alan Blanchett's two arms still kind of wrapped around um, Jack Cooper. What the fuck? And how far away am I from him? About five feet. You could use your flashlight if you want to try to gain more information. <laughs> Sounds like a trap. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a roll coming. 
I definitely <laughs> will use my flashlight. What is going on? So, in fact, it's a hand and mm -hmm. it's an arm, mm -hmm. and it, you follow it back. It's it's Alain Blanchett's third arm, mm -hmm. which is odd because uh, people don't have three arms. They mm -hmm. certainly don't have a third arm that appears to have grown out of the side of his body. I agree. That I have not seen before. Yes. Whoa. In fact, some people would say that that would be shocking and destabilizing. <laughs> so I to make a stability <laughs> roll for Who are these people? For all of us or just... Uh, or just uh, uh, just, just poor, just poor Willie Kane at this point in time. Okay, all right. So I imagine with a pool of minus three, I can't spend anything. Uh oh. Um. I mean, technically you can, and it basically drives you farther down. So, um. Hmm. Yeah. Uh. So you're now. Let me just read this real quick. I'll work in no play. Yeah, so uh, you've lost three more stability. Uh, and the nice thing is it now is reporting out on my sheet that you're at minus three. So you're at right. minus six, Willie, which unfortunately for you means you're shattered. So let's... Let's take a moment to digest what that means. Uh, the only actions you can take are panicked flight or frenzied all-out attacks on any perceived dangers. Uh, you may also choose to do nothing colorfully, babble incoherently, <laughs> chant Bob Dylan lyrics, freeze into catatonia, faint dead away. Uh, you also continue to, affect the suffer the, continue to suffer the effects of being shaken. Uh, you permanently lose one point from your stability rating. Uh, and if an unnatural shock rendered you shattered, you lose two sanity rating points. So you're down to two sanity now. Hmm. Uh, and you acquire a mental disorder which stays with you even after your stability pool is restored. Uh, I'll let you think about for a bit what mental disorder you take. Um, not, not sure that it's going to matter. I'm not sure if Willie Kane is going to be a recurring character in any future games or not, but you can reserve on what that exactly is going to be. Um, but now that this has happened, do you want to attempt to take panic flight? Do you want to... Oh, I'm smashing this arm. This, nice. This okay. Arm. Yeah, I'm after... It's... What? <laughs> I start smashing uh, and, with the flashlight. Okay. And the, right. and the lights going all right. crazy all over the, the the chamber. Nice. I love it. Um, so let's make that a. Uh, I'm going to say it's a melee attack that you're using the flashlight as a melee weapon. So. Um, uh, so, go ahead and make a melee attack roll for me. Boom! Nice. Wrench. Okay. 
Um, so you are successfully hitting this arm and you're smashing it and you're seeing it like you're, you, you can tell you're definitely doing damage. Like you hear things breaking and, but it's not let go of you yet. Um, uh, Jack Cooper, uh, you hear, uh, Willie scream and, you know, Blanchett's been trembling the whole time and he's been you know, beseeching you and sobbing and crying, but now you definitely like the trembling, trembling is more like convulsing at this point, like his body is spasming and he's like, no, no, we're so close. We're so close. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, you... it's time to, to end this. So I'm going to, I'm gonna try to knock him out with the with the butt of my bayonet. Right. Uh, and you hear him going, "Isabel, Isabel, Isabel, please wait. We're so close." And you, know anyone... you do. That's his wife's name. Correct. His wife, who died. In 1962, investigating uh, she died a plane crash. She was on a team investigating a errant nuclear uh, detonation uh, on behalf of the French government. They had a problem with one of their nuclear tests in 1962, which is uh, theoretically the subject of Fall of Delta Green 1962. Uh, Spoiler alert. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> But we were we're waiting on whether Swede is ever going to rejoin us before we pick up on 1962. So, um, okay. So roll me a melee as well. Okay. Um. Okay, so um, I don't, I'm trying to remember if that does, I'm pretty sure that does fixed damage. I don't think it's a damage roll for well, that. Well, but I'm, I'm trying to use the, the half to knock him out, not, not kill him. Right, right, right. So, um, so you successfully, well, to describe where you're going to hit him. Describe successfully hitting him. I'm just banging him. Upside the head. Yeah, so here's the weird thing. Your blows are landing, and, and you can actually see him kind of flinching. Um, but it... The blows you have landed, you would... You're surprised, because your experience would tell you that if pretty much any melee combat situation... If you hit anybody the way you did, you know, a couple times, that they would either be knocked unconscious or at least stunned to the point that they could not do anything. And that doesn't... You feel like you're harming him, but for some reason, the, the amount of harm you're inflicting is not as significant as it would be 
for a normal person? Is that yeah. conveying the, the thought to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's having an effect on him. And, and he, he's uh, the crying stopped. And now he's got a f- fierce look. The best you can tell is the flashlight, you know, Willie Kane's flashlight crazily <clears throat> flies around occasionally, you know, crossing his face. Um, now his face is um, almost like frozen in a snarl. Uh, and Inside, boys. And Lynn, um, you hear Tay uh, in your mind, daughter. Daughter. This is your last chance. Show me what you can do. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, um, outside of puppets and fiends. Interesting. Okay. I uh, I have bookmarked a page that will help me explain or demonstrate. <laughs> uh, I'm on what board. That will do. So... Uh, let's start with. I I, I see uh, Rex having a leather-bound tome. <laughs> no, I don't. I just have my my fall of Delta Green uh, with certain pages uh, marked. So, and then then I still have to make choices off all it's the not things a on the Necronomicon. Page. No, 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 no. Um, There's an idea for a system. <laughs> the D- DM has to roll sanity too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so all of these things are going to happen in in pretty quick order. So, um, you, Lynn, how close are you to Tay? Touching distance. Okay. But you're not actually touching him, correct? No. All right. Uh, so you see, uh, you say that, and you see a writhing start um, in the chest cavity, for lack of a better term. Like, because the, there's still clothing on him. It definitely has that desiccated body look, but there's still clothing. So, like, under the clothing, you see, like, shaking, for lack of a better term. What's your reaction to that? Um, Enthralled, I guess. Like, I asked for this, right? Yes, you did. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let me just look at your sheet real quick. Nothing but good stuff over there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to roll since trouble? No. Okay. She's uh, she's enraptured with what's happening. And, she's also uh, skeptical. Okay. So, uh, Greg, how close are you at this point? You were you were approaching to where Lynn was, correct? Yeah. So, I think when this guy's face goes into that snarl that frozen snarl. Maybe it's time to uh, tell the boys to clear, step to the side, and uh, use this rifle I brought along. So, 
Right. So it's Blanchette that's like spasming and got the snarl on his face. Tay, you can't even really make his face out that way. Mm-hmm. So, so are you going to where Lynn is standing in front of Tay? And how close have you gotten at this point in time? Uh, yeah, I, I imagine I was just, I was kind of slowly walking up as all of that was going on. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Lynn, the the uh, the trembling, shaking in the area of the chest um, has uh, like if if it was like vibrating, the rapidity of the vibration has just spiked to you know a really high frequency. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So uh, almost like it's a blur now. Um, And then you see a tiny point of light uh, in the center of it. Uh, And then an explosion takes place. And you and Greg are hurled backwards. Uh, And let's let's just see how the die roller works real quick. So let's do that again. Maybe... And Lynn, you take four points of health damage. And do this, because I'm having fun with this die roller, so let's do it again. There's a way for me to put a formula in. I think you need the roll. Oh, yeah. You know what? Sure. <clears throat> wow. Nice. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so Greg, you, Greg Lamont is fortunate in a weird way. Uh, right as you were arriving, you actually kind of stepped directly behind Lynn. Um, and you don't hear an explosion per se, mm-hmm. um, but you see a flash and you feel the force of an explosion. Uh, but most of it has been absorbed by Lynn. She comes flying backwards into you, knocks you down. Um, uh, Willie, you're still freaking out, bashing away. Uh, at this arm, and actually you've apparently had some success because you're bashing away, and about the time, like you're banging away, you're banging away, you perceive the flash, and like you kind of hear Lynn like scream out, and, and you know, you kind of catch the motion of the bodies, um, but this this flashlight work is well done because suddenly at an incredibly fast speed, the uh, hand you know, gripping your ankle just like shoots back into the body of uh, Blanchett. So, you know, success. Mm-hmm. Um, right. At the same time, uh, again, at 
what appears to be a super fast speed, all of the fog in the room races into Blanchette. The uh, green lights that you all have been seeing from the uh, minerals in the wall, all like flare, like blinding green light. And then everything goes dark, including your flashlights. Ooh. Uh, I shout out to see if anybody hears me. Hello? Did Jack did Jack see the fog like rushing into Blanchett? Yes, in the sense that it, it kind of washed over you. And you had been kind of in this whole foggy situation the entire time. And then the flash. And again, the blind, you know, the first flash and you hear Lynn scream. And um, then as the green flash goes off right before you're blinded, um, you're looking directly in Blanchett's uh, face. And the snarl has changed to a serene, peaceful smile. And then you're, you're blinded by the, the green light. Um, and you feel uh, the last thing you, you sense at that moment is you feel the weight of Blanchette like pushing off of you. And it actually kind of pushes you to almost pushes you on along on the floor, like a couple feet. So it's pitch black. Lynn, you're, you know, Laying on the ground, kind of half on top of Greg Lamont. Um, how you feeling? Uh, not great, although intrigued. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Greg, what are you doing? Yeah, so I'm on the ground. Probably in sh maybe not quite shocked, but I, I imagine falling kind of rung my bell a little bit and. Uh, mm -hmm. um, so it looks up, and I, I think I'm gonna try to uh, make sure Lynn's okay, and have her, have her try to get her back up, and then I'll get up as you know as well. Okay. Uh, and again, you're so for all four of you, you're very disoriented at this point in time, mm -hmm. and but it but. Your flashlights are on again, and the you can see the green light in the in mineral deposits again. And it's very faint at this point, um, maybe even fainter than it was when you first entered the room. <clears throat> but the, but all of you have dropped your flashlight. So the flashlights are just like on, on the floor. So until you grab the flashlights and pick them up, you're not going to really be able to assess what's going on. Um, but each of you have the feeling, I guess the best way to describe it is um, like, if, like when you wake up, you know, in the middle of the night, 
you know, and it's dark, but you just know somebody's in the room, like whatever mm-hmm. thing, you know, whether that's a, you know, it's your eyesight or whatever it is, that sense that there's something there. Um, each of you have that sense. Mm. Lynn will try to stand up. Okay. Get get herself back together. Okay. You gonna retrieve a flashlight? Mm, no. Uh, by the way, all four of you now hear the sound of fighting, uh, you know, machine gun, you know, automatic rifle fire, again, explosions. Uh, sounds closer than it did before, um, but just still not, still does not sound like it's actually uh, inside the cave complex. Uh, Willie, your you're, yeah, you're flashlight. Uh... Actually, your flashlight you still have, but it went out. Mm-hmm. Um, but now your flashlight's back on. What are you doing? The, the yeah, arm's so no longer grabbing you. So no, you're... no longer grabbing. Uh, and I'm still shattered. You're still shattered. Yeah, I'm going to use my flashlight to try to get out. Okay, nice. Strange place. Okay, uh, that's a very I want to be. appropriate shattered response under the circumstances. Uh, Jack Cooper, what are you doing? There's a flashlight you can tell probably, you know, three or four feet from you. I'm going to grab it and look around for the for the spear. Okay. Um, and Greg Lamont? Yeah, I'm going to pick the flashlight up and uh, make sure the gun's loaded. You know, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Just ready to go, you know. Make sure your M14's ready to go? Okay. Yeah. And Lynn in this kind of huh. gloom is looking at um, the the chair. Okay. So I'm going to have you hold that thought for one second while I do this thing where I roll some dice. Did that wrong? Let's try this again. Try that. Okay. Uh, so Willie, as you get up and you get the flashlight and you you play it around, you see the exit, and you're making your run towards the exit. You need mm-hmm. to make an athletics test for me. And again, because you're shattered, you suffer all of the effects of shaken as well, which means that your difficulty level is going to be one higher than normal. So, Were there restrictions on spending? I can't remember. Uh, you couldn't spend on investigative. You could spend on okay. athletics. Yep. Got it. So, so whatever target number you need to beat. 
Look at me. I'm a dodging fool. You are slippery, slippery willy. You are fantastic. <laughs> uh, let me just read this real quick. Uh, so, as you're, start, I assume you're running. Uh, yeah, rapidly or, you know, trotting, okay. getting, you know, right. safely but frantically. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, so you got your flashlight in your hand and right, you're running and suddenly you see something sweeping along the floor, you know, heading towards you. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's happening really fast. But it's it's sweeping towards your legs. Tell me how you get get past that without it knocking you off your feet. Um, there's a there's a outcropping of rocks against the wall, and it's down at the thing is down at ground level or whatever it is. Yes. And I I run towards those rocks and I kind of use them to jump over it like i kind of leap onto them and leap past them okay uh so keep going uh, yeah so you leap up on it and and whatever this is like you feel the shudder as it like slams into the rock kind of beneath you um uh, lynn you're trying to look at the chair correct I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it. I'm like, is the corpse still there, et cetera? Yeah, here's the weird thing. You can't actually see the chair or that section of, of wall at this point. There's something blocking your vision. Hmm. Uh, is it just black in front of me, or do I just see an, an obstruction? It's definitely black. Do you want to take your flashlight and uh, try to gain more information? I don't think I'm carrying a flashlight. I will back up, uh, kind of keeping an eye on it. And if okay. if there's one on the ground, I'll I'll reach for that and shine the light. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, Jack, you have found hmm. the spear. Uh, and you're acquiring it. And Greg Lamont, what are you doing? Mm. I don't know. Got a flashlight. Yeah. Uh, okay. I want to look outside the, out the in the other chamber. Okay. This is awesome. So um, as you're playing the flashlight over towards the entrance. Mm -hmm. um, as you're doing that, you also see this, this motion along the floor. Mm -hmm. um, and again, it's, it's a black line or something because it, you're not focused on the floor and it's moving quickly. And as you're getting the flashlight you know, up towards where the, the entry is, you see Willie Kane, Kane with just a completely lost it look 
Um, and he's uh-huh. like leapt up on some rocks. And then you see this black thing strike the rocks uh, beneath him. Are you going to focus on the black thing that struck the yeah. rocks beneath him? Or yeah, yeah. The- I'm going to shoot. The- I'm going to shoot the black thing. Um, you're going to. Sh- okay. Fire at it anyway. You're going to shoot at what actually struck the wall? Yeah, the thing that, like, so Willie's up, like, hiding yes. from the, or, like, trying to get away from this thing, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so he's leapt up on, like, a rock outcropping. So, you know, in my mind, he's, like, probably, you know, two feet, three feet above ground level. Mm-hmm. And then there's this black, um, so it's like a long line for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. but it appears to have physical manifestation. Um, yeah. Right, and good. it is uh, up against the wall now. And it, like, okay. you can see the part that's under Willie, and then it, you know, you'd have to move your flashlight to see where it goes. But are you going to shoot the part that's under Willie? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take a, like, a, I'm going to fire, like, probably, like, maybe, like, three or four rounds, not, like, a burst or anything, like, but just individually, you know? Man. Bang. So you are in possession of an M14 battle rifle. It's a big, yeah. heavy infantry rifle. Oh. Um, so I'm in, trying to figure out how you're going to shoot it and hold the flashlight on it. Oh, okay. Um, could I just sling that and then take my my 45? Let's do that instead. Yeah, I mean, because it's close enough that I think that uh, that would do as well. So yeah, I'll just uh, I'm gonna sling that one over, holding the flashlight, and then draw the draw the sidearm and do the same okay. thing it does. Bang, bang, bang. I'm trying to remember what our firearms skill actually. Oh, it's firearms. There you go. Firearms. Yeah. And are you yeah. are you able to roll for me? Because I my ISP is doing maintenance tonight and I keep dropping in and out of. Yeah, let me just flip to the uh, weapon damage. And I have to look one other thing up. Yeah, my, my 45 says zero by it, but fist kick minus two and then that 45 says zero. Yeah, that, that seems reasonable to me. That's the damage. First, obviously, you got to hit. So, are you going to spend any of your firearms? Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, let's do that. Firearms six. Uh, yeah, so let's spend. I got six out of six. Is there a limit of how much I can spend? Uh, if, no. Um, you know, typically hit thresholds are either three or four. Um, okay. Let's let's spend two then. Okay. Let me see if I can. Well, I'm just going to mentally keep track of that. I'm just going to roll over in Discord. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, so, maybe one d6 plus two. Put the roll in again. Probably good that you did that. Yeah. Uh, 
And let me just look. I think I know the answer to this, but I just want to look at one other thing. And then we're going to be. Mm -hmm. oh. And I'll roll d six for you for damage. Okay. One day I'm going to actually get the syntax down for this roll stuff. <laughs> it gets a one. Wah, wah, wah. Um, so yeah, you, you you know pull your sidearm. You've got the flashlight trail on it. You you know, fire. You feel like maybe you hit it, but you don't really know exactly what you hit. Um, Lynn, what are you doing? Uh, when I get the flashlight, I'll shine it on whatever's obstructing my view in front of me. No. So, um, so what was making things a little difficult for you is the thing that you're shining the flashlight on um, is black. And so obviously something that's black in the darkness is really hard to make out. But now that you have a flashlight on it, um, you uh, best way to describe this is this would appear to be a black dragon. Oh, fun. So, you know. Black dragon. They yeah, breathe acid, good. right? <laughs> so where's, I'm gonna... where's Kyle? He's been wanting to fight a, a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to refill my water. I want y'all to have a moment to digest that. And you guys can player talk. Mm-hmm for a couple of moments while I refill my water and then I'll come back and see what you guys are going to do. All right. Somebody's got to hold the flashlight and I'm going <laughs> to unload this, uh, this rifle in there. So I'm shining my flashlight at it. I think the <laughs> rifle's going to hurt it. I, yeah. Well, it's the best option I have. I don't know about you, you got guys. any better ideas. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm open to them. <laughs> And I've got I've got this myst mythical mystical mythical sphere. Yeah, well that that's a good Worth backup. A shot. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just gonna or a throw. Throw what we got it, see what sticks. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Ty, I mean, you can play or talk even though your character is uh shattered, by the way. Is the We got your Willie. We should feed somebody to the dragon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. can, we, can we feed it Blanchett? Because he's a lost cause at this point as far as Jackson's which, which one? No, there's just the one Blanchett. He just has is, five arms? Is there? Yeah, I got the impression there was two. Maybe that's me. Is anyone... Searching for Blanchett? Sur no, uh, well, I not wasn't anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's okay. a bigger, a bigger has arrived. Okay. Yeah. So, Lynn, you see the black dragon. What are you doing? Um, I mean, she probably pisses herself. Okay. 
frankly. Good measured, good measured response. Yeah. Um, and she calls out Tay. Okay. Um, has she considered whether there's any value in any items that she might have in the bag? Um, not right away. Okay. I, I am I am considering putting the robe on, but okay. Yeah, uh, maybe a costume change in front of a dragon is not not my right. first. Maybe your next character could put the robe on. <laughs> then, we'll, then we'll have like a control, two different tasks yes. to see. In fact, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Was there any value in that robe? We'll find out. Uh, if we were playing Oddity High, the explosion would have shredded her clothes, and she'd have to switch and <laughs> change into the robe. <laughs> nice. nice. We'll need, to, we'll need to bring a Koji in, in for the next mm. game so that we can explore all options. So, uh, so Greg, my understanding is that you're going to... Lynn now has a flashlight and has yeah. illuminated the entirety of this target. So do you want to unsling your M14? Yeah, and just... Yeah, okay. we're going to cut it down. Jack Cooper, you know, you, you, you find the spear... You pick it up, you kind of turn to assess what's going on, and pretty much about that time, you see from, from your vantage point, in my mind, Lynn would be to your far left, you know, shining mm -hmm. the flashlight. You kind of see the flashlight beam, you know, how the, the, you know, the little particles of dust or whatever, you know, appear in the beam. And then you see kind of a profile view of a Something that looks like a, I mean, looks like a, you know, Chinese dragon. It's a black dragon. Um, mm -hmm. Which is it, weird. It like like the one we we saw back, you know, on the mountain eating. So the so Chinese dragon is kind of like a longer. So let's you know, let's be very like careful. A longer body. Right. So this is this is not doesn't look at all. Like the flying snake thing Not a that y'all encountered. Okay. Right. Okay. This looks like a freaking dragon. Just a like a D and D dragon. dragon. Okay. But, but with a an Asian flair. I, I definitely want you to go to how dragons are depicted in Asian Asian mythology versus smog or something that. That, mm -hmm. uh, or, okay. or a D&D &D dragon, so. Got it, okay. But this is still a fearsome thing. <clears throat> um, so, all right. if I wanted to kill all of you, I'd be making all of you make additional stability tests now, but I don't... I was surprised I didn't roll. I, I've been... Uh, I, prep, my, gonna, I think one I'm, would probably I'm, be fitting here. Yeah, yeah I kind of feel that way. Okay, that's fair. I did, this is y'all's game, so I, I didn't want to screw you, but I, I think it's a fair call to make a stability for seeing that. I have yeah. to spend? There's no zero point spend. I didn't want to spend. Oh, fuck. Come on. Did Willie really see it, or is he he's beyond it? I, I think at this point in time that... Nice. Um, 
I'm shattered. My stability is minus six. I mean, I. Meanwhile, I Jack and Lynn are like, "This is what we expected. <laughs> <laughs> this checks out." <laughs> Go ahead and we'll roll it, uh, Ty, and we'll see how it uh, plays out. Can he gain stability back? You can. Oof. Really? Uh-oh. Poor guy, man. Now it rolls like Ireland out of control here. So, um, I'm going to say that you are down another four, so you're at, at minus 10 now. My, minus 12 is the number that you don't want to get to. So, um, minus 10 doesn't sound all that great either, but okay. <laughs> no. But but you're you're basically still in the shattered uh, threshold. Got it. Uh, basically, once you hit minus twelve, you're basically gone. So you're you, permanently you, insane. Yeah, yeah. You're you're given an opportunity to want to do one last thing, and then basically you're you're brain dead. So, um, oh. so uh, Jack, what are you doing? Lynn, it sounds like you're trying to reach out to Tay. Like yes, basically. Okay. Like, is this you? The, I mean, I asked for a miracle, and then a freaking dragon showed up. Yeah, <laughs> and and dragons are generally good, but I think this dragon might not want to see me. In you know. Maybe the rub's not the thing. Right. So so player refresh. Remember the as you were exploring this, you learned the tale from the uh, the teacher at the uh, school that y'all were, were sent to, um, where she talked about the story of the uh, mythical black dragon and the dragon was defeated and the dragon heart was shattered into three pieces and where the three pieces went. So yes, generally speaking, dragons have very positive. But this one, um, that's right. That's right. Okay. So. And so while you're processing what to do as you're thinking back, you know, I, I almost envision Jack Cooper having a flashback to that that meeting and that discussion as he processes all of this, um, and you know Greg Lamont's um, you know slinging his unslinging his M14 and getting ready to rock. Uh, and Lynn, you've reached out to Tay, uh, and so you hear him respond, uh, and and everyone hears this. Daughter. You asked for a display. You asked for a show of what I can do, the power that I have. Your friends have made clear their hostility to what I'm trying to do. So here is my display of power. Enjoy it. Uh, Lynn falls to her knees. Okay. Uh, and Willie, I'm going to say at this point that like you're in, kind like of... Supplication, prayer. Okay. 
and, and Willie, I, at this moment, I, I feel like this additional shock is you're, you're kind of frozen up there on, you know, on those rocks as you're watching this. Um, and after a bit, I'll let you tell me whether when you unfreeze, whether you're going to continue to, to flee or whether you're going to go into all out attack mode, because I, th I think those are both options. Uh, the fact that you had chosen to flee before doesn't mean you're stuck with that option. Yeah. Let you decide how Willie Kane would react confronted with this. And, and Willie's also heard this, you know, in his mind from Tay. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had in my mind that after I kind of cleared that, that creature, I jumped around it that I was still going. Okay. All right. Um, I'm just going to make you go slowly, just in case. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so Lynn, are you communicating anything to Tay as you've dropped to your knees? Um, I think not initially. It's kind of the not quite prayer, but definitely supplication. Okay. Um, and she says something like, I, I, I see the sign. I, like I, thanks and like I, I, I see you kind of thing. Okay. Lynn, now is not it's, the time to change religions. It's probably apparent. <laughs> Show me the way home, Mama. So above table, what is it that you're? Uh, uh, Lynn's on board with what he wants. If this is the way to free Vietnam, then if if he if he has this power, she's she's interested. She's been looking nice. for that for that weapon. Okay, nice. Uh, so Greg Lamont, you uh, and when you bow, do you keep the flashlight played on the dragon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's between my knees. Okay, all right. So, Greg Lamont, you've got your M14 unslung. You got this big black dragon. You know, I'm guessing it's probably, you know, 15, 20 feet away from you. So, rat tat tat. Rat tat tat. Yeah, I'm a, and I'm going to aim for what I think might be like vital organs. Okay. So, kind of like a. Like in the core or whatever, wherever it looks center, like. Center, messy. Party yeah, right. Type yeah, yeah. Would it be cheesy if I, I tell you you see one shank? <laughs> a sparrow looks, comes to. Looks, yes, exactly. A exactly. thrush, not a sparrow. A thrush, that's right. Yep, right. thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, and are you going to spend any of your firearms points? Yeah, get, let's spend two again. That takes me down to two out of six. I'll see if I can roll it here. I don't know if okay. I'm back on or not. Let's see. It shows you're back on. Okay, that's good. So, okay, so I think it went. So I spent two and let me, I'm going to readjust that then and uh, get it back down to something two out of six now. Okay. okay. So let me, what was, what, the, what was the outcome of that one? Uh, let's see. see. Two. So you had a result six. of six? Yeah. Yep. So. Is there no way in the black book for you to roll the damage? I don't think there is, but before I let's, roll let's it for see. you. 
like in the actual program. Yeah, if you click on your weapon, it will. Um, but I, that was my M4. I don't have the the M4 listed on my on my inventory. Okay. Or M14. Well, it would rather. be a it would be a plus one to that. Okay, so I just want to take that roll and then. Uh, Where did I? Okay. Yeah. So roll the two. So plus one. So for three. Yep. There you go. Okay. You have inflicted three points of damage on the black dragon. Congratulations. Uh, and it okay. kind of like you know with the with the you know report of the rifle. I mean it's loud. Yeah. You know, in this enclosed space, it, I mean it's a loud weapon to start with, and in this space, you know, like you're definitely getting everybody's attention. And you've got its attention, so congratulations. <laughs> okay. uh, so I'm going to come over here. I'm going to do that thing where I roll some dice. Uh, yeah. What's your hit threshold? Are you a... My hit threshold? Where would that be? Good. Uh, probably, along the, probably along the top. Oh, three. Hit threshold says three. Okay, perfect. Uh, typing, not my strong point. Let's try this again. Looks right. Um, so you're shooting, and then suddenly you catch at the last moment. Um, a uh, like a flash of movement, uh -huh. and you realize that while you were shooting at it, it actually had kind of moved forward and slung an arm at you and you see, realize the claw is hurtling right at you and it's striking you and see what happens. Um... Suspense. Oof. Wow. Ah, yeah, so here's the problem. Oh. <laughs> so normally one is a great damage roll because it means you only you only suffered one point of damage. So is this the one time where low is, is worse? Yes, here's here's the problem. <laughs> this is a time for us to learn some some rules that we probably have forgotten. Okay. I want to read it because I don't want you to feel... No, I don't. That's okay. So there's something called lethality. Yeah. Certain, certain attacks inflict damage well beyond the possibility of survival. Burst of heavy machine gun fire, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Uh, if an attacker hits with a weapon that has lethality rating, there's a chance it simply kills the target outright. Compare the results of the damage die roll to the weapon's lethality rated, indicated by a number after the letter 
for example, L2 would be a lethality of two. Uh, so if it hits a human target, it immediately drops to minus 12 health. If the result is higher than lethality rating, add the result to five times lethality rating is damage. So, so this attack had a lethality of one, and so I rolled a one. So you just went to nice. minus 12 health. So I don't so remember. Great. Effectively, you're dead. I think there's some provision in the rules yeah. for... Uh, you're down and dying. <laughs> Yes, you're, you know, yeah. for you to be saved, but you are, you are so now pretty out much of, a, a smear on the ground here. Okay, wow. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's weird. It's it's a black dragon, of ancient <laughs> legend with unnatural abilities. So, um, so Jack Cooper, you see, uh, uh, you know this, you know Greg's. You know, from your view, it's almost like from the aliens movie when, when they're seeing the fighting through the the, you know, cameras of the other uh, uh, other troopers. He's blasted away, and then suddenly you just see this thing like swing, and a, a clawed hand just sinks into the side of Greg Lamont's chest, and the rifle drops to the ground, and he just like as it pulls back out, you just see Lamont crumple to the ground. And Lynn's kneeling in abeyance in front of this drag this dragon. What is Jack Cooper gonna do? You still with me, Jack Cooper? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, let, let's cut over to Willie. Yeah. Um, Willie, so now you've seen this thing just uh, uh, whack Greg Lamont, and Greg Lamont goes to the ground. Uh, has that affected your decision about fleeing? Uh, only to reinforce. Okay. <laughs> my decision. Uh, I. I, I I, I know. Did did he did he scream? Did Lamont scream? I, I can't. Um, but either way, uh, I maybe catch just the faintest sight of it over my shoulder as I'm running. Okay, so you make it out of the "quote unquote" inner chamber, and you're running through the outer chamber, you're basically running back the way you came. Yes. Um, so back to Jack. Okay, Jack's gonna say Lynn what what are you doing this is what this will give my country freedom you you were there when we heard the story about the the bad black dragon Sometimes the the price is is higher than. Sometimes the price isn't worth it. This is not your price to pay. No, but it will be my children's. 
uh, and Jack is going to attack the dragon. Okay. Uh, and Lynn, as that conversation ends, you hear Tay uh, speaking to you again. Now you see why they cannot be trusted, why we must cleanse our land of all those who are not of us. Uh, okay, so Lynn, yeah. Lynn, Lynn responds, yes, Father. Uh, so, Jack, let's do this, because this is potentially going to be really important. Um, I'm also I'm... surprised Jack said he's attacking the dragon. Mm-hmm. I... Jack's... It's, well, we're a team. We are a team. <laughs> God so, damn it. <laughs> so, uh, so Jack, to you know, the dragon was engaged with Greg Lamont. You know, he struck him. Lamont fell, and you you kind of got the sense that the dragon actually had paused as you were having this conversation with Lynn. So, I assume you're not announcing to the world that you're attacking the dragon. Um, like you're not telling Lynn that you're attacking the dragon. I assume that you want to try to make the best strike you can. No, Is that fair? no, I'm going to okay. play it up. I'm going to, okay. um, Jack's ah. going to say that. And I have, I have no choice, but to fight this demon on behalf of your country. Wow. So with that, this is great. Much better than what I was thinking. Um, the, the dragon slowly turns and um, the, the light in this inner chamber has suddenly improved for no obvious reason. Um, it's not like the green crystals have all, you know, like flared up again or anything. And it's not like someone brought extra flashlights, but somehow it just seems easier to see. Um, as if whatever's behind everything wanted it to be clearly seen what was happening. Uh, in any event, now you can see the dragon, and the dragon uh, appears to be studying you, Jackson Cooper. Um, and you get a sense of its intelligence. Um, and it's not immediately attacking you, but it's clearly sizing you up. So what are you doing? I am... I'm going to do a come at me, bro, 
hand motion. <laughs> okay. Uh, and above table, what are what are you hoping to accomplish? I am hoping that with the spear, I'll have a slightly longer reach and uh, benefits the defender. So I'm hoping okay. I can get a strike in before I'm decapitated or whatever. Okay. Uh, so, um, and Lynn, what are you doing? Jack Cooper uh, has made the case for for good, quote unquote, in this circumstance, and appears ready to engage in a potentially suicidal fight with the dragons. Does that have any effect on you? Uh, I'm approaching the dragon. Okay. Um, and are you saying anything? Are you? I want to touch it. Okay. All right. <laughs> So I have my hand out, kind of like I had. Like before, I had my hand, like, palm up to reach Hay's um, hand in, into mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and now it's more of, like, a palm forward reaching out. Okay. Um, and, but like, what part of the dragon are you trying to touch, for lack of a better term? Chest. Belly. Okay. All right. So uh, the dragon doesn't seem concerned about your approach, but it does stop its approach to uh, to Jackson Cooper, um, and you touch it. And go ahead and give me a stability test. Oh, nice. Didn't see that coming. Three. Okay. With a final result of three, you take four points of stability loss, which moves you to uh, shaken. One. Yep, you're at minus one. So um, when you touch the dragon, you are overwhelmed with um, imagine if the suffering of thousands and thousands of people could somehow be focused and concentrated and poured into your body all at once. That's probably the best way to describe it. Um, so Obviously, just another day at the DM. Uh... <laughs> exactly. <The CIO. laughs> exactly. Exactly. Imagine if you didn't have that background, how badly you would have done. Um, so, uh, and 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 you sense. Not only do you, do you get the feeling of that emotion, but you also sense almost like the souls of, are present. What do you do, Lynn? 
does it feel like the dragon is carrying these as a protector or the source of this pain? That you cannot tell. It makes the rest of this so much easier if I did. <laughs> um, How many times have I given you a completely straight, clear-cut answer in all the different games that I've run with you in it, Jason? Mm-hmm. On this kind of stuff. So... Oh, man. Uh, I call out to Tay again. Okay. Guide me, Father. Daughter. Step aside. The path of cleansing and the atonement is painful. But justice is painful, and this is nothing compared to the pain inflicted upon our people by the thieves, the dogs, the lackeys, the colonialists. This is a small sample of what they've inflicted on us. Let it not trouble you. Lynn steps aside, and she puts on the robe. Interesting. Um, so, Willie, you're making your way up the tunnel. Uh, the interesting thing is the the sounds of gunfire and explosions seem to have dropped off. Um, now you see it's a it's a much more sporadic thing. Um, what are you planning to do once you get out of the tunnel or the cave? Uh, I want to, what do I see? You're not out yet. I'm, I'm not out. What I want to do? Yeah. What are you thinking you're going to do? Cause you're, you're running from a horrible situation yep. into potentially another horrible situation. So are you, are you considering what you might be encountering out there and how you're going to deal with it? Uh, I am now, I'm going to search for cover and hide and curl up into a ball. Okay. All right. That's a good call. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and Greg Lamont, you're laying there bleeding. Um, yeah, I can admit, and, I'm, I'm probably unconscious or so, right? <laughs> yeah, you are unconscious. Um, just because we're in the moment, mm-hmm. um, you're in, you're unconscious, but you feel like you're, um, you feel like you're surrounded by other people and you feel mm-hmm. like they're, tr- they're trying to say something to you, but you just can't. It's like you're in a huge crowd of people that are talking, mm-hmm. but for some reason you don't understand the language that they're using. So you, okay. you, you are desperately trying to understand um, if somebody was watching the area by Greg's body, they would notice that the green uh, crystals in that area are starting to uh, brighten. And that's not something happening with the rest of the crystals uh, around 
the, the chamber. So are you saying anything, Lynn, as you put on the uh, robe? Stepping inside. Say that again? I'm just stepping aside. Okay, just put robe on. Um, and Jackson, what are you doing? Still doing the come at me, bro? I mean, seems like the, the dragon's coming at me now, so I'm just getting ready. So, yes, yeah, so you see Lynn step away. You see her pull out, you know, this garment and, and start to put it on, and the dragon approaches you. So in, in my mind, really, it's going to be an athletics test to see if you can kind of, like, leap in and strike before it can uh, strike at you. So you can roll athletics for me. You can certainly spend. It, it feels like this might be one of the, the more challenging things you've done. Look at that. He spends three points and he hits a seven. So in fact, you have successfully kind of describe how you suddenly go from it, this, you know, apparently defensive come at me posture you describe how you suddenly go from that to moving into striking range and, and launching a strike at this thing. I basically go into a, a leap from just standing still and bring the spear down um, from above as, as, as the dragon is um, moving under me. Wow, okay. Uh, that's beautiful. And once you go ahead and roll a melee and, and make sure that all this hard work pays off. Boom. All right. Um, and I'm sure we haven't like loaded a spear in uh, in your character sheet, so you don't have any way to roll damage. So. Uh, have you been watching how I've been rolling in Discord? I mean, I, I can roll my bayonet, which is probably the same as a spear, right? Like minus one? Sure. Sure. Just, just yeah, go ahead and roll it for me. So you rolled a three. Uh, you wouldn't actually have a minus one on uh this a spear okay okay so uh describe how you drive the spear into this thing um just sort of you know pile driving it down into the the dragon's body um and it sort of skids along the the scales for a bit before before grabbing and and digging in um mm -hmm. in the dragon's side right so here's what's surprising to you like as you as you do it you feel like this really struck home um but to your surprise after the initial strike home um the 
you feel intense heat, you know, the origin is the spear point, super intense heat. And even though it's a wooden shaft, you actually feel the wooden shaft um, beginning to heat up. And you realize as you're holding it that the, uh, that there is something inscribed on the shaft of the spear that you never noticed before. But now that you've made contact with the, um, with the dragon, it, it's almost like the, the writing on the spear shaft is glowing, for lack of a better term. Um, and you feel the spear uh, moving, like, like almost like it's slicing down to the dragon. Like where you planted it in, you assumed it was just going to stick. But now it's like your weight on the spear. It's just like cutting the dragon's side open. Uh, okay. And you can now see into the chest of the dragon. And you see something that looks like a heart, but it... It, it looks like a portion of it's missing. And the dragon shrieks um, in response to this. And it lashes at you with a claw. And let's see what happens here. Every time I have to look up what the world syntax is. What's your hit threshold? Threshold is three. Okay. So you have been hit by its claw. Just don't roll a one. <laughs> you do not want me to roll a one. That is correct. I rolled a four. Which is still bad. Yes. Uh... Sorry about this. I have to flip back and read. It said something like, yeah, multiplied by the, yeah, a big numerality. Oh, it's uh, okay. So I rolled a four. Yes, so it's five times lethality rating. So that's nine total health that you just lost. Okay. So I envision like you just, again, leaping, driving the spear in, the spear superheats, starting to rip down through the 
dragon's chest and it like slings around, hits you with its claw and sends you sends you flying to uh, the ground. Cause I... Yeah. Where are you at health wise? Are you negative yet? I, or are you... Nope. I have one health. Nicely <laughs> <laughs> done. Uh, so Lynn, as you're putting the robe on, you see. Uh, Jackson Cooper just explode into action, drive the spear in. The, the dragon is shrieking. You see the dragon strike. Um, uh, you know, Jack, Jackson Cooper and sends him flying. And you notice now that the robe that you have on, like all of this green, like very fine embroidery is... Um, now turned uh, like a bright yellow. And you, and you almost feel like there's energy flowing through that. What are you doing, Lynn? Um, I think she's kind of just watching the fight. Okay. So watching the fight's interesting because you basically are like watching the two heavyweights who both just landed almost knockout blows. So mm -hmm. the dragon is like, you know, dropped down and is kind of laying and you see that, that <clears throat> the whole one whole side of it is just laid open. You also can now see uh, into the, the chest cavity. And you again, you see something that looks like a heart, but again, it looks like there's a, a piece of it missing. Um, and you see, you know, Jack Cooper is, has been knocked across the room and <clears throat> is laying there. He's been pretty substantially injured. So, what are you doing? Mm. Um, where do we think the heart pieces are? I will tell you this. Anything like that. If you uh, if you were looking, just looking at this thing that looks like a heart, like you can you can definitely tell there's like something missing. So you would feel like you're probably mm -hmm. seeing two thirds of, of whatever mm -hmm. his heart. Right. Yeah. Be. We. Yeah. But we think the other piece is probably in way, which is a long way away. C could have been. It's a, at some point in time, it certainly was. I'll remind you that the archbishop in Huey is DM's brother. Just saying. That's right. Come back to me. Okay. Uh, uh, so, Willie, you've made it to the, to the exit of the cave. Again, you still see some sporadic, hear some sporadic firing. Um, are, you, are you coming out or are you uh, going to wait and observe some more? I, I, I catch my breath. I shield my eyes from the, is it daytime? No, it's still night. Oh, so nice. Okay. Uh, I shield my eyes from the moonlight <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, I lo I'm looking for a shadowed, quiet place. Okay. Tops of trees uh, or something. Yeah. So let me just look at something real quick. Um, I think that you could still roll a stealth test, but I just want to triple check. Yeah, so if you're going to try to not be seen, um, uh, you can roll a stealth test. Okay. You, you can spend points. It just would be harder than it would normally be for you. Boom! <laughs> Gets an eight. So you, in fact, move away from the cave mouth uh, and uh, find a good place to... Uh, hide and then you start hearing some voices in Vietnamese and um, everyone's speaking Vietnamese but one person is it's clearly an American who's learned Vietnamese mm -hmm. um, and the American is is asking in Vietnamese sergeant status report and you hear someone respond in Vietnamese and in what you perceive to be a native Vietnamese speaker. Um, we have eliminated the rest of the patrol and we have a perimeter set up. It's safe to proceed. And then you can, you can tell that some people are making their way towards the entrance of the cave. Mm. Sounds bad. <laughs> Could be. Could be great. Could be great. Could rescue. Could be, Could be rescue. So, uh, Jack Cooper, what are you doing? Um, I think at this point I've got to just play it up. Uh, you had enough, you oversized lizard. <laughs> nice. And the the dragon is, you can see that it's like, you know, pushing itself back up from where it was laying um, and still kind of making like, you know, kind of noises. Um, you know, I can recommend a good cardiologist and in, in say, <laughs> right. Uh, the spear has kind of like fallen out of the body. It's laying on the ground a few feet away from the dragon. Uh, Jack, are you going to go for the spear again? Um, yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh, and Lynn, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to try to walk out of the cave, kind of leading the dragon. Wow, really? 
Okay. So Kay is now calling you. Daughter, stop him. Seize that diabolical weapon. He will destroy everything. He will destroy our opportunity. He will destroy our freedom. Show me your power and come with me. My power is with the dragon. Stop him or we lose everything. If you cannot fight one American, you cannot fight thousands of Americans. <laughs> uh, Jackson? What are you doing? God. Hoping that and I say that out loud, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm hoping the dragon's distracted enough that I can get the spear. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, dive for it. Right. Uh, I just want to make sure I know what Lynn's doing. So above table, she's trying to get out of the cave with the dragon, but she's not. She's not gonna attack Jack. Okay. So, so in in your mind, what would have getting out of the cave with the dragon? What it's would that like, look like? Taking Russian money, and believing it's not going to be fine. Um, whatever fight is happening out there, I, I want to see the dragon's power, basically. Okay. And uh, I don't think the other bad. heart piece is here, so. Um. You know, if we can make our way to Saigon and get another another heart piece, that that might be great. Okay. Fucking people, people are the shame. So, so. Is Greg Lamont talking to us or someone else? Sounds like someone else. Yeah, someone Sounds else. Sounds like right. someone else. Okay. All right. We're we're close to wrapping. So, um, so Jack Cooper, make me another athletics. Hmm. That was not, not quite so as good. good as I thought it was going to be. So now I'm going to actually roll something. Um, so you're uh, trying to get to the spear. And at the same time, the dragon is trying to get to you to stop the, stop you from getting the spear. And so the dragon is, is going to basically strike just before you get to the spear, and we'll see uh, how that plays out. So uh, let's do this. An opposed combat role. Well, I, I um, I'm winging it a little bit. Um, so you're racing for the spear, and as you are going for the spear, the dragon kind of lurches towards you, and it was bringing a claw down to hit you. 
um, but basically it knew you were trying to get the spear. So it was trying to, it was using the spear as its reference point for it's going to hit you and it just misjudged it. So it's claw slams into the ground right next to the spear. Uh, so effectively has missed you. So you now have the spear. Uh, what are you going to do with it? I'm going to aim for the heart. Okay. Go ahead and make a melee. Boom! Jeez. He's really good at martial arts, okay? He does. <laughs> uh, you strike... Very, very much. Right. You strike the heart. There's a blinding flash of light. There's an intense shockwave that uh, emanates from the heart. Uh, it knocks uh -oh. you back. Jack Cooper, Lynn, you're actually just leaving the inner chamber to the out cha outer chamber. It flat, you know, throws you forward uh, to the ground. Um, and there's this deafening sound that reverberates throughout the chamber. Uh, Willie, you're actually, from where you are, you hear this sound blow out. And in fact, you hear uh, the people who are just starting to enter the cave. You hear the one that you know as an American uh, go, holy shit. Jack Cooper, you come to. Uh, the spear is laying on the ground. The dragon's corpse is um, uh, transforming, for lack of a better term. You see, like, fog flowing back out of the corpse, and it's shrinking and shrinking and shrinking until you are left staring at the corpse of Alain Blanchette that's just laid open, you know, just completely ripped to shreds, chest uh, torn open. And you see two broken black fragments laying in Blanchette's chest cavity. What do you do? I'm going to pick them up, and I'm going to hand one to Lynn. Wow. Well, Lynn, did you go back in? No. Um, yeah. I, I... Would you? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Figure out what happened. Hopefully so would, would Lynn go back in? Sure. And uh, what do you do when uh, he offers you one of these fragments? I let the rope fall and put it in my put the put put the heart fragment in my bag. Okay. And there's tears uh, in my eyes. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I just kind of nod. Lynn doesn't cry. Okay. Um, and does anybody go tend to Greg Lamont? You just drag me out. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll use a couple points of first aid to see if I can stabilize him. Okay. Uh, and once you, I'm going to say you succeed in that. And as you, um, are, are you going to see if Lynn will help you like carry him out? I mean, I'm, I'm going to start dragging him, and if she wants to mm -hmm. chip in, that's fine. <laughs> well, you know, if you think about it, there's the coffin lid from the outer chamber that you could use as a no, makeshift. not touching any of that shit. <laughs> uh, come on, man. What nice I do try. That to you? Okay. All right. Uh, so y'all are in the outer chamber, you know, you know, carrying, you know, Greg Lamont's body um, when you uh, are illuminated by... Uh, flashlights. And okay. uh, you hear a distinct American voice. Well, fancy running into you here. And you see Oliver West, along with a group of South Vietnamese special forces, entering the outer chamber is you're crossing the outer chamber. And we fade to black. So, in my mind, this is a fitting end for Fall of Delta Green 1963. Um, although, it, so in my mind, this is the place to wrap. Although, obviously, if you guys wanted to keep playing 1963, we could potentially explore the ramifications of meeting Oliver West and all that. But in, but in my mind, this was the finale and this is the uh, end point. So um, I'm happy to leave it here. But if y'all in, insist on continuing to play, I'll certainly be open to continuing the story. I think this is a good place to wrap. I think I think we've pretty much covered all our bases here. Um, tied up all the loose threads. That's, that's, that's the way I feel, but, you know, I think this is why I have a hard time closing games out is because I always have that, well, you know, there's more you could do, and so I feel like, well, maybe people want to do more, so... But by the same token, in my mind, I think we have, have closed all the threads. So, Jason, any thoughts? I think this is a good place to wrap. Vague, what happens. Yep. Love it. Okay. Also, I'm, I'm glad I decided to attack the dragon and not Lynn. <laughs> it was 50-50 it was in my head. I was like, <laughs> I, I got to kill one of them. I was very surprised. Don't know which one. <laughs> Right. But I we was, keep saying we're a team, so right. And I was very curious to see where that was going to go as well. And I was I was cool with any way this ended. Um, you know, candidly, I, uh, I I really was worried. You know, throughout the day that this was just going to be so flat because we haven't 
played in so long that it was going to be a really anticlimactic end, but I feel like it all kind of came together. Uh, so, uh, Willie, you feel like this is a good place to wrap? Yeah, unless someone uh, is going to come get me in the bushes, I'm going to probably be there for a while. Right. And so in for y'all's benefit, wrapping this way, uh, in my mind, leaves all of these characters in a place where they could return in a future follow-up Delta Green game. Sure. And we can sort out how that came to be um and and i like the fact that we left it open as to what ended because then that um y'all know that above table effectively y'all know that oliver west works for majestic which is the competing organization that explores the unnatural um and when you read the delta green material um there's there's a, a Delta Green and Majestic start out as like rival organizations, but like competitive rivalry. But there's clearly we're both, you know, American based organizations. You know, we're not going to kill each other, this, that and the other. There is a point where things get a little darker between Delta Green and Majestic. And the, and the question is exactly when that happens and why that happens. So. Maybe 1963 was when the, the worm turned and the gloves came off. So, um, cool. Greg, you good with this being a good stopping point? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with this. Nice, yeah. excellent. All right, boys, uh, I'm happy to stick around for a little bit and debrief. I'm also happy to uh, let everyone go and we can debrief in Discord via chat. Whenever I get around in 